Just before we start the show, I wanted to remind you about this year's London Vet Show, which is at the Excel Arena on Thursday the 12th and Friday the 13th of November, and as ever, promises to be a brilliant event. I went to the vet show for the first time last year to record these podcasts, and I wondered why the heck I'd missed it before. Our lovely friends at the Vet Show are offering Borborygamy listeners a fantastic 10% off via a special link, which is, ready, london.vetshow.com forward slash borborygamy hyphen booking. It's a bit of a mouthful, but it's in the show notes. So just hit the link there and book your tickets today with the code LVS20. Thanks to London Vet Show. Hi there, and welcome to Borborygmy, Noises from the Veterinary Profession, a new podcast that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. This season, we'll be bringing you a range of chats recorded at the London Vet Show, featuring a wide range of friends and colleagues discussing their thoughts on some of the triumphs and tribulations encountered by those in the veterinary industry. Borborygmy is a collaboration between the London Vet Show, Vet Times, Vets Stego Diversify and Smashing the Ceiling. Thank you so much to everyone involved so far for your help and support. It has been much appreciated. As a relatively new faculty, the veterinary department at the University of Surrey is a little different to the more traditional older vet schools in the way their final year works, as students travel to partner practices all around the country for their rotations, rather than being in a teaching hospital on the university campus. This novel approach carries both its joys and its challenges, which are discussed here by Emma Robertson, a veterinary clinical teaching fellow at the University of Surrey with responsibility for final year students, and Alexia Iannulli, herself currently a final year student at the university. Okay, uh, my name's Emma and my role um, involves working alongside the final year students at Surrey Vet School uh, during their final year placements based in, we have 54 practices partner practices around the country. Um, Some of them are geographically quite um, spread out and and so I thought we could, um, that does bring student welfare and student wellbeing challenges that are maybe a little unique compared to other scenarios in other universities that are very campus based or teaching hospital based. Uh, So my name is Alexia and I'm a fifth year vet student at the University of Surrey as well. I'm currently doing my rotations. where haven't I been? <laughs> um, York, Kent, Leeds, and now in Brighton. So, so far, just to add to the list. <laughs> I think for me, the main thing, because I'm quite good at adapting to different places, so that's not a massive issue for me, but it's like the travelling, I think, is the, the biggest thing, which I guess is a little bit of a, of a well-being thing. That um, I don't have a car, so... I could drive, I just don't have one, so I have to like lug all of my things sort of all the way from Leeds, all the way down to Guildford, then back to Brighton, and it's a bit unavoidable, and it's fine, but it is just a bit of a bit of a struggle. Yeah, and that's something actually I hadn't really personally thought of until quite recently when I was visiting students up in Stoke-on-Trent that were didn't have cars, and they were coming from Guildford to Stoke, and then having to get taxis to the practice and things like that, and I'd 
I'd actually, it, I did think if you're going somewhere for four weeks, and if I think of how much stuff I take for a two-week holiday with me, <laughs> if, if you're going somewhere for four weeks, and you, you know, you might be doing quite physical work in that time, so some of the work, the clothes you take, and a lot of the time you're in a self-catering accommodation, so you might want to take some food and some other things. And I actually thought, yeah, if you're taking all that on the train with you, that's actually quite. A, yeah, really I've got a massive suitcase, <laughs> another suitcase, and then having to like navigate the tube and other trains and. I see other people get in their cars, literally the people that I'm with, they pack their car up, they're off, and it takes me hours to like try and get everything in a way that's organised and it's not going to break my suitcase. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it is one of the downsides of the moving every four weeks uh, model that I hadn't considered until recently, actually. It's a bit unavoidable, I guess, and once I'm at a place and I've unpacked and I've made it you know, a little bit homely, obviously because I've taken loads of kitchen stuff as well, so I've got like my Tupperwares, my two coffee pots, it's all just a bit, it's fine once you get to a place, it's just the logistics. And I suppose if you've got tea and coffee and things, you don't really want to leave that at one place and then buy it again, so you end up with so many personal washing detergents. (laughs) (laughs) And how do you find that socially? Because obviously, like, socialising at uni and being with your friends is quite a big part of the student experience and certainly like we when I was in final year we were in that sort of merry band of hell I suppose you'd call it of like studying all together and everybody's in the same boat how do you find it socially being distributed all over the country with maybe just one or two other people from your year at any one time I think it is it's a bit weird like it's obviously not what we're used to I, in, per, like, in my personal opinion, I haven't really minded it because the people that I've been with, um, I knew them, but maybe not very well, so I got on really well with them, and it was nice getting to know people who I might not have actually spoken to that much at uni. I've had that happen with um, some of the bigger placements. We have four or five students on the, in the same place at once, and actually they've all got a house together down the road, and they, I've had some students say they didn't know any, each other that well previously. They were all in different friendship groups, and they've really loved getting to know different people yeah and I've really used it as a chance of like whoever I'm with will go and do things and explore and see wherever we like whatever new place we're in so I've kind of just taken it as when I'm not on placement I'll go and explore wherever I am and it sort of I might never get to live in this place again so might this all make the most of it I think it is hard not being with a group but we do have return weeks where every eight weeks we come back for a week and um our like tutors and things they put a lot of they, you do like a lot of different things that kind of help yeah. us bond as a group we do do exams as well unfortunately oh, yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> ignoring that yeah <laughs> but no no the main point of the return week once there is is actually that we don't want the students to not feel like they're part of a university community anymore so that was the original concept of the every nine ninth week they're back at the university for a week and yeah unfortunately there are exams but also we we put on um transition to the profession workshops so it's things like um cv writing mental health resilience um that sort of thing but and then we always put a social event on every every return week we, we put something on um for the students to try and um sort of have a bit of time together and um so hopefully that does help um the going back to the social thing I have had some practices where the the practices themselves have been amazing at involving students in their own social lives um I've got a practice on the Isle of Wight that takes the students to the pub and involves them in um, involves them in you know staff nights out and meals and they, they've been amazing but equally I, I definitely think we do have to be very careful with students that feel quite isolated or particularly if they're maybe not getting on with 
the team in the practice or the other student I think that that has happened and it's it can be quite that I think that can be quite a concern from a well-being perspective good job you've got someone like Emma to look after you she's my actual tutor as well so. <laughs> you have to say nice things don't you <laughs> in terms of making a positive experience for you as a student what sort of things do you look for in the creating the ideal environment for your learning within because obviously in a university environment it's quite different and for those of us that went to universities with the sort of traditional structure of they've got the hospitals on campus um what do you appreciate from vets in the practices that you go to in terms of creating a really good learning environment that is very positive for you? I think the main thing is just people who are friendly. And I know that sounds really silly, but um, literally no, people who sort of make you, make you feel part of the team, even though you're only there for a month and obviously initially they don't know you know who you are if they can trust you to do things that sort of thing so it's just like building that trust but that's made easier if people are quite receptive to having us there and I know that most people are because of that they're engaged in the process um but literally just getting us involved sort of just just being nice really that's, I know that's really silly but that's literally the the baseline and I think coming from the, it has to come from the whole team as well yeah yeah definitely if, you know I've got I've worked with some amazing receptionist teams nursing teams and vet teams that have really let students become part of that practice team and I think if any of those particular spheres of of the practice team aren't um, particularly welcoming or engaging with the students then it really does have an impact so that's the key I think. Thanks for listening I'm Naomi Meller vet and host of Smashing the Ceiling. You may have heard a little bit of me in these episodes or the fabulous Sophie Walsh also a vet and full-time science documentary maker who co-hosted these sessions with me. We'd love you to rate and review the podcast or tell a friend if you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week with another episode.